BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. With great power comes great responsibility. What the secrets to success? There is no secret to success. I have the secret to my success. And the secret to my success is different from the secret to everyone else's success. If you take a hundred people and put them in a room, all millionaires, all of them worth 10 million plus, and I'm sitting in that room with them, and you come up to the table and say, guys, what's the secret to making money? All 100 people will give you 100 different answers as to how they made money. Which means there is no secret to success. There is no recipe to success. I know the recipe to my success. So I was 17, I was working at a fast food restaurant making sandwiches. Now, the internet didn't really exist as such, but looking back on it, it was part of my journey. And I regret nothing because I ended up where I am. So would I even go back and tell myself anything is the question. If I had to, um, it would be to to not burn so much of my time. Let's talk to the 17-year-olds who are listening. You know, do you, do you finish your job, come home, play video games, etc.? That's what I used to do when I was 17 a little bit. What I didn't do is come home and think, okay, fuck. Let's let's work on something new. Let's try and build something. Let's start a, a YouTube channel. Let's start creating content instead of consuming content. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd tell myself to be a bit, little bit more proactive with my free time and not fuck around so much. Stand yourself in front of the mirror if you are that person. Imagine yourself 30 years older. Imagine yourself fat, out of shape, bags under your eyes, wrinkles on your skin, gray hair. Imagine that man exactly where you are today. And if you don't like it, do something to change it because it's complacency that damages people. And that's a mix of brainwashing and programming and, uh, you know, your personality. It's a mix of lots of things. But I think growing up really impoverished and looking around at the other adults, you know, who are still in, I was, well, I was 16, 17 years old working at McDonald's. I was working with people who were in their forties and fifties doing exactly the same job as me. And I thought, whoa, this is fucked. I'm going to have to do something. Why are you on this podcast asking me how to stop procrastinating? Turn off YouTube! Go do something! Jesus Christ, what's wrong with people? This is exactly what you were talking about, about asking a question where you already know the answer to. You know the answer is to stop doing things that waste your time and apply yourself to something important. Now, this may not be a waste of your time, but let me tell you, you're a dumbass, clearly. It's like Googling how to get fit, like you just said. Everyone knows what a push-up is. Do 10,000 of them a day. Stop wasting your fucking time. You know, I've never had to deal with procrastination. I've never had to deal with not being motivated because what is the alternative? Literally, be a loser forever. There is a way to get revenge on women. Every time any I've heard anyone say, oh, my ex broke up with me, she cheated on me, I need revenge, I need revenge. That's 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 sick-minded. That's, that's incel level shit. The only kind of revenge that you can get on a woman is this. Say goodbye politely. Keep working hard. Increase your value as a man. 
wait three years, four years, six years, yep. 11 years, and you know this story, yeah. the 11 year story, yeah. and wait till you are the man, and she's just now some chick, 28, 29, yeah. and she's like, Tristan, you know, it should have always been you, then you can either tell her no, or break her heart again, yep. then you win. My success was that I trained hard, I was a professional fighter, I've always been confident that comes from my kickboxing, I guess, which made me good with women. I was good with women, so I always had beautiful girls around me. When I realized that beautiful women could make money on webcam, I put various girls on webcam, started making a few dollars here, a few dollars there, until it grew into one of Europe's largest studios. Then I became a millionaire. That is a recipe to my success. Now, go and ask Elon Musk the recipe to success, and he's going to say, invent PayPal and then make space rockets. It's, it's a different game. So yeah, what advice would I give to a young guy? I will give the only advice that I can give. I cannot give any other advice besides what worked for me. Do a lot of physical training, become attractive to women, start a webcam studio. That's what made me a millionaire. That is the secret to my success. There is no secret to success that generally works across the board. Because God knows it's not work hard in school and get a degree. Uh, a healthy body is a healthy mind. Get into shape. You know, uh, try, try, try to, try to look your best. Try to, um, you know, become more knowledgeable. Whether that be, you know, watching YouTube videos, uh, watching stuff that my brother or you put out. Just try to understand the world better. Try to understand that, you know, you can't just walk through the world as a dork because the things you desire don't come very freely to dorks. I, I would like to think that every single young man watching would love to have a beautiful woman. They would, wouldn't they? Beautiful women, beautiful women don't like dorks. They really don't. So. Look at the things you want from life and look at who you are as a person and think, how can I positively change myself to get the things that I want from life? And I think you're naturally going to come out of your dork state just from doing that. I have no ritual or anything that I actually recommend to you. To men. With younger men, especially the guys who aren't physical yet and they don't have the size, they don't have the money to go to the gym and they don't have the time to do the training. Obviously, Andrew sells his, his fitness training program, which is all well and good, but a good example I always used when I was younger was do push-ups during TV commercials. Yeah. Push-ups during TV commercials was my life hack. When I was young, I was broke. You know, I obviously, I got to this, this side. I'm no bodybuilder, but I'm a very big guy. I'm about 240 pounds. Yeah. Um, watching TV is a very wasteful exercise. Every Absolutely. Time, every time yeah. the commercial comes on, do 50 push-ups. If you can't, do 25. Do 10 every time the commercial comes yeah, on. Something. Yeah, by the time the, the day's over, you've done 150 push-ups. You know, your arms feel pumped up. Your, your pecs feel pumped up. What choice do you have, my friend? What do you mean? What happens if you don't deal with the grief? I don't understand. Are you going to kill yourself? Drink yourself into depression? Ruin your own life? You have no choice. You're on a train track. And you can either change the direction of the train that goes off a cliff, or you can keep it on the track. Time is going to still keep going on, and you are going to be sad. So are you going to be a sad winner, or are you going to be a sad loser? To me, it's very binary. Just because everyone's doing one thing doesn't mean doing the opposite is wrong. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. Life is like a game of chess. You can't take moves back. All you can do is look at the board you're in, look at the position you're in, and make the best moves possible. Women are going to want that Gucci purse. When they get to 16, 17, 18 years of, of age, they're going to want those shoes. They're going to want those lubes. They're going to want the jewelry. And who's going to give it to them? So become a financially successful man yourself for the sake of your daughters. Because one way or another, she's getting that Gucci purse, my friend. Whether it's OnlyFans, webcam, prostitution, escorting sugar daddies, or her actual father who loves her and takes care of her. So people who think they're going to hold their household together 
traditional values and religious values alone when you're flat broke believe me if your daughter's pretty she ain't gonna be broke for long my friend and she isn't getting the money from you and she's not getting it for free either I am sick of reading shit on the internet saying, yeah, you know, some people are special and they take longer to bloom and your time will come. Let me tell you something. 99.9% of people who are born broke, live broke, stay broke, die broke. That is the reality for almost everybody. The internet and there, it's all going to come to you at the right time. Bullshit is fucking a psyop to keep you down. You already know the answer. You don't need me to tell you. Why the fuck are you asking four men who do not know you personally how to stop wasting your time? I don't even know what you do to waste your time. You already know the fucking answer. My daughter's going to be raised very differently to my sons. My sons are going to have to work hard for everything they do. I'm going to take care of my daughter within reason. You know, the shoes, the Gucci purse, the nice car. She wants a little Mini Cooper or a Fiat 500 to drive around in. Cool. I'm going to take care of you because you are a member of my family. I am the man in charge of this family, and I am going to provide for you. When you are looking at other men in the world, I'm not going to lock her in the house. I'm not going to say don't date. I'm going to just inform her that when you're looking for other men in the world, you have to understand that when you pass on from this family, that's the man who's going to potentially be taking care of you. Listen, everything's going to plan. Smile. Go live your life. Be a sad winner and not a sad loser. Why would anything that makes you happy and doesn't hurt anybody else be wrong? No matter what you want to be in life and no matter what you want to do, whether it be, you know, a dog trainer or a kickboxer or a zoo owner, it takes certain amounts of passion, time, and dedication, network, connections, power, money. That's what makes you free. Money buys healthcare. And if you think you have healthcare, you do not. That's what I would say is the most crazy thing about having money. Try to make them notice you and, and realize your usefulness. Don't try to tell them that you're useful. Then that I'm in a position where I was very lucky to have a, a good father figure and an older brother in my life to guide me over some of the hurdles that young men face. But a lot of hurdles that, you know, young men face, they haven't got anybody to look up to and they haven't got anybody to turn to. And I thought, you know what, let me just give this little bit of life advice out to the younger men out there. He said, I broke up with my ex. Um, she's asking for, for me back. How do I know it's too late to take her back or, or, or should I take her back or should I not take her back? Uh, take her back. The answer to whether you, or not you should take an ex-girlfriend back is very simple. And I know this and most fully grown men uh, probably know this. Um, but for the younger guys out there, let me explain to you exactly what it is. If she has had another boyfriend or another sexual partner or another relationship since the breakup, it is too late to take her back. It is over at that point. Because no matter what happens in the relationship, no matter if you get married, have kids, if you stay together for a very long time, because it didn't, that all happened because it didn't work out with the guy who she was with after your breakup. So you are always going to be plan B. You're always going to be the fallback guy. You're always going to be the idiot that's always there. So if she's had a week or two and, you know, hung out with her girlfriends and cried into her pillow, by all means, take her back. The moment there's been another guy in the scene at all, She's only interested in taking you back and getting back with you because it didn't work out with him. So don't let yourself be um, played like that. Yeah, don't be second place to anybody. So that's when it's too late. And I think that the real definition of, of right and wrong actions are, are whether they cause other people harm. And I think that's everybody's definition. I'm 34, you're exactly the same age as me. I am, too, working on myself, trying to build myself up, working on my finances, although they're pretty secure. I'm always trying to do better, and I, I care about taking uh, care of my mother, too, yeah. I'm certainly not 
uh, chasing tail around like I was when I was 21, uh, because, you know, I've realized as I'm older and smarter that there are better things to do. You are going to need a woman because you are going to need kids, and having kids is a very important mission in any man's life. So yeah, by all means, work on yourself. I don't understand why that would be a negative thing. That's actually a very beautiful thing. Being truly honest, living only for yourself and not taking the time and the, 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 the financial commitment it takes, the, the time commitment it takes to procreate, I think would be ultimately very unhappy life. Shared blood is the best, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the best way of securing loyalty. So as a man who's building an empire, I don't see how I could justify continuing my life if I was not trying to procreate and have children. But yeah, having a, having a daughter and being a father is it's absolutely wonderful. No 22-year-old should be on any kind of steroid. I can see cases for testosterone replacement therapy for people in their upwards of 40, maybe, maybe uh, late 30s. I can see the case for that. Uh, for upping your testosterone level, trying to get your energy levels back to when you were much younger. Do you exercise regularly? Do you eat right? How much alcohol do you drink? Do you smoke? You know, why don't you look at what testosterone is, look at your your current life and uh, the, the and your current habits, and try to up your testosterone level naturally. There's no excuse to be injecting anything into your arms at this age. I think that's really pathetic. I believe that the time to get wealthy, wealthy, in an easy and a quick way has run out already. I'm gonna tell you why. We've all heard of, heard of the gold rush, haven't we? Gold rush was a time when in certain rivers in California, large nuggets of gold were found and people went nuts. People all moved out to California and lots of people got very rich because there was gold in the hills and everyone was panning for gold, searching the rivers for gold, mining for gold. A gold rush has just happened and the gold rush we've just seen is the easy money there was to make in crypto coins. Um, Bitcoin has a use case, Ethereum has a use case, Chainlink and a few other cryptos have a use case and they're gonna last well on into the future. Um, they might even be the future of currency. People who own them now might be the richest people in the world in five or 10 years, but I'll tell you what isn't going to exist. Pump and dump crypto nonsense coins that kids can buy for a few thousand dollars and become millionaires overnight. The time of easy money is over. The gold rush is over. There's no more easy money in the way there used to be. There's no way you're gonna draw a little pixelated picture of a monkey or banana or pig or a ninja and sell it for $600,000 anymore. The NFT craze is over. That goes to show that the easy money days in crypto are completely over. So getting wealthy is possible. It's always been possible. And during the worst recessions in the world, people have made money. Getting rich, possible again, but it's gonna take a lot more hard work than it's ever taken before. The days of the free money on the internet have ended, absolutely. You eat McDonald's every day. You know not to do that. So you're trying to get into the specifics without covering the basics, you know what I mean? It's like when people care about fitness, they're like, okay, what's the exact correct technique to lift this and lift that? People who don't train at all, just go running and do some push -ups. Everyone knows like the answers. Step one, Stop eating McDonald's every day. Yeah. Like that, that, once you do that, worry more about the exact specifics of what you're eating I, you're not. I eat three and a half thousand calories in a single meal once a day. Yeah, all the time. that's better. A lot of the time. That's what I do. It's it, like it, in the scary. afternoon, not before. So I always go to sleep a bit hungry. You know, I don't have breakfast in the morning. Well, they, they, yeah, I, I don't even realize I do it. It's, it's how I live. This is why I don't read self-help books. Uh, I believe that that is success porn. Read people reading these books about get rich and do well. How many people do I know who've read these books and never got rich? Zero.
zero when they talk about reading helps you. Reading is entertainment. So if you read the James Bond novels for entertainment, it's better than watching the James Bond movies. I believe that it's a higher form of entertainment than Netflix and TV, but it's essentially just Netflix for the brain. So, um, yeah, reading is, is a waste of time if you want to get rich, I agree. But there is one TV show which I'm going to talk about now. And we never talk about it on an emergency meeting live because my brother has not seen this show. But I was at somebody's house about three years ago, four years ago, and I watched episode one of a show which has 11 series to it. And it was so excellent that I watched all of it. Now, I believe this TV show to be a intellectual and cultural masterpiece. And it is the greatest show that has ever, ever been broadcast on television. And I'm talking, of course, about the show Trailer Park Boys. Um, the importance of brotherhood and friendship and sticking together is a massive underlying theme. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The show. Um, also, the importance of enjoying your current circumstances. Keep working, keep hustling, keep grinding, try and get out, but enjoy yourself while you're at it. It's a show about perseverance. It's a show about trying to always better your situation. Besides that, TV's a waste of time. Especially the news. My content existed because I tried my very hardest to be an absolute and utter realist, especially with uncomfortable truths. Mm. I was pointing out that very uncomfortable truth. Is that a truth? Though? It's an uncomfortable truth in many parts of the world. It's not a truth that I'm happy about. I don't want to be seen as a negative influence in the world. I know that there's a whole bunch of men. I get thousands of emails a week from men whose lives I've saved. I get thousands of emails a week from men who are on the verge of suicide and I've saved their lives. I believe in protecting and providing. I've been misunderstood. I don't want anybody to be offended by anything I say. I want to be a positive force in the world. I don't want anybody to hear what I say and make them feel bad about themselves. Mm. I want all people to live righteous and good, whether they're male or female. I think righteous is living true to your heart and knowing that you're doing good by people, not snaking anybody, not lying to anybody. I know I live a very righteous life. The government is not capable of helping the poor. And this is why it's so important as a person, you take personal responsibility and understand you're living in a world where the matrix can be cracked. You can make a bunch of money, but you need to take responsibility and do it. I refuse to accept that there are people out there who cannot become happy, contented individuals. I refuse to accept we live in a world where God has created people who no matter how hard they work and how good their life becomes, mm. can't be happy. I don't accept that. I accept that the universe is a very giving place and that God loves all of us. And if you try your best and you work hard, you can become a better person. I'm telling the younger generation that if they don't get up and work hard and make sure that they're important, that the world's not gonna give a about them. 99% of my content was aimed at men telling them the truth, saying that as a man, you're born with no inherent value. You have to become important. You have to go through some pain or go through some suffering to make people care about you. Otherwise, you're not going to matter. As a dude, if you walk into the party and you've put no effort into your life, nobody gets shit. Nobody cares about you. And every man out here knows. And one of the great things about the masculine journey and masculinity is that we've all lived a semi-similar story. It's kind of cool. Like, we've all been the teenager, gets heartbroken. 
We've all been unimportant. We've all like worked hard and then started to get some clout. And then we've all kind of lived the same kind of journey. So I say to everybody out there, yeah, if you don't follow that path and follow that journey and in one way or another, get to the top, whether it's fighting, whether it's comedy, whether it's musician, whatever it is, if you're just going to stay somewhere near the bottom and then at the age of 44, you know, email me saying I'm depressed. Well, of course you're depressed loser yeah but that was your choice Mm -hmm. because you you have to build yourself as a man and if you decide not to build yourself then then your life's gonna suck my main message is to resist the slave mind uh to understand that every single thing you're being told has an agenda behind it where you would be told otherwise to examine every strongly held belief you have and try and identify where it comes from and why you have it i sit and arguing with people i discuss things with people and they so fervently believe a point and I say, why do you believe that so much? Like, do you have personal experience? No, but I saw the news. The news told you X and now you are desperate. You will sit here for hours arguing that point. A lot of people are completely empty vessels ready to be programmed. And I try and tell people, listen, to just stop for a second and, and understand that the things they're telling you to believe are not necessarily for your benefit. The people who make the rules don't make the rules for the benefit of everybody. They make the rules for the benefit of the people who make the rules of the game. So, um... Telling people to resist a slave mind and just be critically critical thinkers, keep their brain open, pay attention to things, be perspicacious. That's the general theme. And it doesn't matter whether you're left, right, liberal, man, woman, etc. It's just think for yourself. That's the general message. I believe men and women are a beautiful union. I think we're slightly different, but when we work together, we're the most powerful force in the world. And I certainly believe that men and women, when they work together, is the most beautiful force on the planet. So of course I believe in men and women. Of course I believe in love. Of course I believe in marriage. Of course I believe in family. Okay. I believe in marriage in the traditional sense. I believe a man has a duty to stand up and be a real man. I believe that the problem with the world today that we are facing is that not enough men are sticking to the age-old ways of masculinity. Mm-hmm. I believe that me standing up and saying a man must protect a woman and provide for her, so he needs to make sure that she's safe. He needs a degree of authority. I believe women are sovereign individuals and they can make any choice they so desire. I think that it's important that we remember that a man has a duty. I think I certainly in my relationship have a financial responsibility to provide for my woman. My woman would never have to work unless she wanted to because I'm the kind of person who works hard enough. And I'll make another point that needs to be said. The number of women who have stood up and stuck up for me is ignored. Thousands of women are making videos saying, I've met Andrew Tate, he's such a nice guy. I wish I had a man like Andrew Tate who felt responsible to protect and provide for me. You know what? I, I do belong to my husband. That's why I married him and I love him. We ignore the thousands of women who stood up and, and, and stood by me and said everything I said is true. This is that there's a large contingent of men who still want to make money, go to the gym, be strong, drive a fast car, be traditionally masculine, and don't want to be shamed for that. I believe that feeling depressed is real. I don't believe... Depression as a clinical disease is real. I think PTSD is very real. Unfortunately, I have some friends who suffer from that. Mm. I know that feeling depressed is real. I believe that the number one power you have against these things are trying to take control of your own mind and affecting your own life. I believe that it's not healthy to hand over all your power and believe that depression is an outside disease that you can't affect. I know that when I've had difficult periods in my life and also many of my friends, like I've said, suffer from PTSD and been through terrible things. I've lived a very difficult life and I know people who have that the things that made them feel better is when they woke up and said, you know what? I'm not going to allow this to damage me anymore. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to get up and I'm going to fight this as hard as I can. If someone comes to me and says, I'm clinically depressed or I feel very, very sad, I would say the first thing you need to do is stop accepting the identity of a clinically depressed person. Stop accepting you have no control over this 
And what you need to do is stop identifying that way and let's work together to try and fight against it. A lot of people who are clinically depressed are suffering with something in their life. And if you fix the problem in their life, perhaps they won't feel depressed anymore. The thousands of people who have emailed me saying, my doctor told me I was clinically depressed and it's a disease that I have got in my brain and I can't be fixed. And I started listening to you and I realized that that's not the case and I can fix my own life. And you're the only person who has ever helped me. I believe feeling depressed Mm. is real. I do not believe it's a disease that you catch from the sky and you cannot affect. I believe that no matter what happens, I believe you have control of your own mind and you can fight against it. I believe if you change your circumstances in your life, you may feel different. I'll give you a quick example. I had a guy who emailed me saying he was clinically depressed and he was going to kill himself. I obviously am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. I told him, because I replied to my emails. I said, have you been to a psychiatrist? He said, yes, I'm clinically depressed. I've been on these pills, this amount of time. I'm on antidepressants. It doesn't work. I said, I don't know what to say to you besides this. And he said he lost his girlfriend. That's why I became clinically depressed. I said, listen, go to the gym. Get a six-pack first. Once you've got a six-pack, email me again. If you still feel like killing yourself, I don't know what else to say to you. I'd say, strong body is a strong mind. Go train. He went. He started sending me progress pictures, emailing me him getting in better, better shape. And eventually got a six-pack. He's now a professional bodybuilder. And he said, I can't believe I was considering that. I feel so much better, etc." The doctor was telling him he was clinically depressed and couldn't cure it. He started taking control of his own life, and now he felt better. That if somebody has depression of any kind, whether it's clinical, whether it exists or not, whether they feel Mm -hmm. depressed or not, whatever, that taking control of their life, taking personal responsibility and working hard is always going to be the positive, best thing they can possibly do for their life going forward. How positive is it? Of course, money can't buy happiness. I agree. But money is the third most important thing in the world. First is your relation. First is your health, because you have nothing if you're going to die. Second is your relationships, because you need love and family. That matters the most. But money can buy everything else. So money is the third most important thing. The average people come to me and say, what do I do? I'm just the average guy. And my only answer is stop being the average guy. It's my only answer. You can't just be the average guy anymore. The, the idea from the 1950s that you can just be the normal, average, law-abiding, hard-working citizen and you'll have a good life is gone. Any man out here who goes, I'm just going to work hard, do my bit, and obey the laws, and I'll have a good life. No, you won't. No, you will not. Just doing your job is never going to make you rich because you're just going to be taxed into infinity and you're going to stay broke. So just obeying laws and doing your job now has set you up for, to be a peon, a slave for eternity. You have to get yourself in a position where you're making enough money. You don't know what to talk about, then you don't understand money. So go learn how money works. Go learn how a bank works. Go sit on YouTube for free. You don't need to pay 50 grand in four years at a university. Go sit on YouTube and understand money, banking, or the real estate market, any of it. Understand the, the last housing price crash, why it happened. Understand mortgage rates and how that's affected by interest rates. Understand it, and then go sit with someone else who understands it and talk about it. People should, even if they haven't got a penny in the world, should be going to these meetings about real estate, about investing, but especially if it's cheap, they should go. Just meet other people who at least have money. Have conversations about money, talk about it. How are you gonna get what you don't talk about? And yes, the cycle of precipitation, right? So. Uh, a cloud comes, it rains, it falls down to the ground, it, it goes under under the ground, whatever, goes into a stream, it moves into the stream, goes to the ocean, evaporates again up to a cloud, floats somewhere else, falls down again. It's always moving. That's how money is. People think that money is in these large, stagnant pools hidden, hidden in people's bank accounts. That's not really true. Money is constantly moving all the time. And if you can find a way to get in between it and stand in the right place at the right time, you're going to get wet. I think that's the new modern way to view the world. It's an attention economy. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're getting attention, you'll make money. One habit that people need to adopt, and this is a habit I had for a very long time, and I've actually recently cleared it from my brain because I've reached a point where peace of mind is worth more than money. But every single time money is spent, you need to identify how your money was taken from you. 
And I say taken because money can't be made. Money is taken. Because the only people who can make money are the governments. If you're a government, you can make money. You can print it from thin air or a bank. But if you're a person, you're not making money. You're convincing other people to give it to you. You're taking money from others. So every single time you spend money on anything, you need to identify how it was taken from you. When you go and buy a coffee, don't just go buy the coffee and sit down. Sit and say, why did I buy this coffee? Okay, I really want coffee. Yeah. But then why did I go into this store and not that store? Is it better advertising? Does it have less of a line? Do they have seating? How did they convince me to come in here? How much did this coffee cost? Six quid. What's the profit margin on that? Probably five pound fifty, five pound eighty, probably by the time the cup probably costs more than the coffee. The coffee's just water. How did they convince me to spend six pounds in this place? And when you sit there and analyze and you all start to learn little lessons about business, you'll learn about the importance of the signage, you'll learn about the importance of there being no queue. Yeah. So that if you ever run a business, Tony, I say with my business, my people all the time, faster. All the time, quicker. Yeah. It's like I have a couple businesses that are physical. I'm like, I don't want to see a line. I don't want it to see empty because it looks bad. So when there's lines, you work fast. When we're down to one or two people. You take your time. You talk to the customer. Right. You keep it so there's like always one person at the thing. Like manage the line. Like people don't think about this stuff. No one's gonna sit and wait in a long queue. Maybe some idiots will, but people like me won't. We got shit to do, right? My time's worth money. I'm not gonna stand and wait in a line. So you have to identify how your money is taken from you. If you start doing that with every single time you spend anything ever, you're gonna start to identify business opportunities, and you're gonna sit there and you're gonna have coffee, and you're gonna go, you know what? They could have sold cake and they didn't. Could I outcompete this place? Let's imagine I had the money to start a coffee shop right next door. How would I outcompete them? Well, I'd have cake because they don't have cake. Also, most people in here are businessmen, and this the guy serving some dude. No, we need a cute waitress. His ass is fired. We need a chick. Put a chick here. Put some cake in. Uh, Financial Times. Business people in. Think. People don't even think about this stuff. They don't use their brain ever. They don't ever look around and realize how they're spending their money. They don't look around and look at which businesses are successful. They don't look around to pay attention to anything. They don't look at the world and all the things that are happening and how it can benefit them. None of it. They don't look at any of it. They're too busy following the circus. That's why it's clown world. I was walking to school, to college with a couple of my friends and a Ferrari drove past. And I said, bro, you see that? And he goes, yeah, what about it? I said, doesn't that piss you off? I was about 16. He goes, why? This dude has 400 G's for a car, 400 grand. I'm walking four miles to college because my mom hasn't got any car. He has 400 grand. Do you think he works a job? Do you think he's behind a counter somewhere? He knows something about the world that I don't know. And they were like, well, he's, he's rich. I'm like, yeah, I know. I didn't say he wasn't rich, dummy. I'm saying he knows something about the world I don't know. And I was intrigued and it angered me. I couldn't sleep for weeks. I was pissed off. Every time I saw somebody with genuine money, I understood that everything I was being told and taught and, 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 and they were trying to make me believe just simply wasn't true. Mm. I was like, this is, none of these people are getting these things by following the path that the system is trying to make me follow. And everybody intrinsically knows this. If you go to a, if you, if you're at a BP, you're at a petrol station and I pull up in my Lamborghini, nobody goes, wow, he went to school. Yeah. He studied hard. And, and they do that because they know that the, mo- the easiest way to amass wealth is to break the rules because the rules are not designed to allow most people, most people to make money. You can make money within the rules. Of course you can. But most people don't. Most people who follow the path, work, consume, die. That's it. So I always knew the same thing as you. And I knew there had to be another way. I knew that just working for money was a paradigm that, that wasn't true. And then you understand making your money work for you and you understand delinking your time from money. Yeah. You start learning to understand these things, but eventually you build a system 
and you build an ecosystem like me, I have 60 or 70 people work for me all around the world. And things just happen and money just kind of appears as yeah. long as everything's well organized. <laughs> I mean, in my experience, like imagine if, if I had, didn't have all this money and I had to go get a job again, I'd get a sales job because I've always been a salesman. And uh, I, I think that's a very important life skill to have, to be good at sales and to deal with the stress and have a commission only environment. But they don't even, I don't know if they even teach sales in university. Yeah, it's all garbage. They don't, oh, teach, they don't teach anything important. They just yeah. teach anything. They teach things that are going to keep you inside the slave mind. And they want you to go to school and then go to college and then go to university and get in debt. And you have to be in debt so that now you have to work. And you're working and you're in debt and then they want you to take on more debt if possible in the, in the form of a mortgage, which a lot of people do, which we can talk about because I know you're the property guy. Yep. And then you're in debt now. And once you're in debt, you can't really quit your job and it's very difficult for you to leave the country. And, and now they have, now they can hold things over you. So that's the goal. It's all about control mechanisms and the system is very well designed to make sure that people are, uh, conditioned to obey. It's very hard for the average person to say no to anything. Unless you have millions and millions and millions of dollars, it's very difficult to even have an opinion on subjects. That's the thing about being a man. And that's what I was saying to the kids. It's like, look, you need to get up and it's going to be very, very difficult. The world's getting harder and harder, especially for men. It's all clout. It's all status. It's all, there's no way you're going to matter unless you get up and you work extremely hard. Should young men aspire to work very hard, have no criminal record, become multimillionaires, protect and provide for the women close to them, uh, be sovereign so they can stand up and have their own points of view in face of cancellation, be able to not be mentally intimidated when they go on national TV and there's traps set up for them. Yeah, I believe that confident, strong men who stand up and protect and provide for women are a good thing for the world and a good force for the world. And I don't think that I put a magic spell on anybody. I think there's a whole bunch of men in the world who understands my value. And if if men grow up to be like me, you're gonna have a whole bunch of people with no criminal record, dedicated athletes, who protect and provide for the people close to them, 